1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
2: Okay, welcome to the show. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM 80, your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike, weekdays 6A to 10A here on ESPN Radio, Eastern Time, in for Greeny. And look who else is here. Sal Pal is here, hanging out with us. Anything happened last night in the NFL?
3: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I mean, oh man! Oh man! You know that was a great win for the Philadelphia Eagles. They played Evan. Listen, in the end, they executed in the second half. They didn't win the Super Bowl, obviously, but for them to come in to Kansas City on the road, bad conditions, beat Patrick Mahomes, the second, and Andy Reid like that. Andy Reid off the bye is just phenomenal. That was a great win for a football team that needed a great win.
2: You know, it's interesting, and obviously, there's so much going on in the NFL. There's so, probably three stories right now that are huge over the last 24 hours we have the Eagles and the Chiefs which we'll get to we have Matt Canada fired uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers their offensive coordinator and we have the Jets making a quarterback change just wanted to make sure we got all of those in but when you looked at that game last night you were more encouraged by Philly or discouraged by Kansas City
3: I would say definitely both things, those can be true. Uh, I was definitely encouraged by the Philadelphia Eagles able to execute in the second half and the adjustments that they made against a team that's very good. Now, if, if they don't have the drops, they probably win the football game. We can admit that for sure. But they did have the drops, and the Eagles caught the football. So I thought you know, both those things can be true. But the bottom line is, and Hembo pointed this out to me, Evan, which is very important. The Eagles held the Miami Dolphins to 17 points when they came into the Lincoln Financial Field. That's the best offense in football. The Eagles held the best quarterback in football, Patrick Mahomes, the second last night to 17 points. We're talking about an Eagles defense with a first-year coordinator in Sean Desai. We're talking about an Eagles defense that's had 10 different players start in their secondary. Only the Carolina Panthers have had more due to injuries. And the Panthers have one win, and the Eagles, of course, have only one loss.
2: So can we stop with the narrative with something? And this is a compliment to the Eagles. So this is for both of you, Hembo and Salpa. Can we stop with, and they haven't played their best game yet. Guess what? Winning on the road at Kansas City is going to be your best game. It may look different against other teams. You may score more against other teams. Hurts may have more touchdowns and less turnovers against other teams. You can't have a better win than on the road at Kansas City. Mm, Yeah, look. I think when the 49ers play their best, they're probably a better
0: team. When Miami plays their best, they're probably a better team. When Baltimore plays their best, they're probably a better team. But how good you are in your A game is a lot less instructive than how good you are in your C game. And yesterday the Eagles flipped their C game and won on the road against the best quarterback of all time. And that's going to matter in the playoffs. how often often you actually, best quarterback what? Best quarterback of all time.
2: Is the guy that played last night? Yeah, absolutely. Have you never seen Brady play?
0: Oh, Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but Patrick Mahomes is (laughs) definitively the best. It's not too soon to
2: say that. Either way,
0: that's what I'm saying about the Philadelphia Eagles. If you can play that kind of football and win on the road against Kansas City, that's a really good sign for their postseason chances. I think they'll get the one seed, and they don't have to play their A game to advance to the Super Bowl again.
3: And this is the personality of Jalen Hurts. Always has been coached by his father, Avarian. By the way, Brian Johnson's known Jalen Hurts since they were, Jalen Hurts was four years old. So they know one another. And Brian Johnson knows the personality of Jalen Hurts, which is I'm going to grind it out. I am going to find a way to be resilient in the toughest moments. You know, I didn't play football at the highest level, played it as a youngster, but I was a military officer. And I was always looking for those people who would show up every day, who would grind it out, find a way to get the job done. And that's what Jalen Hurts exemplifies for me in watching him, Evan, as he is a guy who finds a way. And listen, he had, there's no more embarrassing moment, and Hembo pointed this out to me earlier this morning, than to be pulled in the championship game at Alabama for Tua. There's, he, he was second. He was runner-up in the Heisman. He loses in the Super Bowl even though he outplays Patrick Mahomes second Would have been the MVP if the Eagles win. So he's had those moments where he came in second place, and yet – Shows up, is resilient. I make the Rocky references, and I got a, an email from Sylvester to S- Stallone this morning where he said that win was fantastic.
2: Wait a second. Okay, yeah. S- Sal, Sal, I'm sorry. I know this is a huge game. I know we have a f- coordinator fire today. What do you mean you got an email from Sly Stallone today? On yeah, this? we
3: email all the time. He's a big Eagles fan. I've interviewed him many times. We email all the time. He's a big Eagles fan. And I said this was Rocky too. last night, midnight. I emailed Sylvester Stallone, and I said, this is Rocky II, right? And he goes, that was fantastic.
2: Wait, so you initiated the email. Yeah. I, have to, I have to know the details on yeah. this. So last night, game ends. You're thinking to yourself, who can I talk to about this? He's on it, the it, West
3: Coast. Right. Three hours difference. You don't want
2: to call friends in Philly because no. you don't want to wake them up. Well, it's, no, they're awake. Yeah, but, that's true. You know,
3: you know, but. But
2: Sly Stallone. I know
3: he's awake. It's, it's, it's three hours difference. And he's watching the game. And I said, hey, bro, that was Rocky II.
2: In my head, his email is yoadrian at gmail.com. I guess that's not actually what it is. I don't think it's like S. Stallone. Hembo, you are brilliant. You know this stuff. What is Sly Stallone's email? It's definitely not s.stallone at gmail.com.
0: Right. So what is it? It's got to be something really creative. Right, and that's also got to be something very unique so that we can't guess it, because otherwise you get a flood of emails from idiots like us. Right, Sal's not giving that away. If
2: I die, if you die, I die. We all die at Gmail.com. I mean, it be, talk, to it, me, it, talk to me, Johnny. At Gmail.com, that is that is unbelievable. So Sly still does he like your comparisons there? Would he have gone with Rocky? He loved it. He loved it. He loved okay. it. He loved it. Absolutely,
3: now, it was Rocky too. The rematch.
2: That's amazing. Boy, I'm so distracted by the emails back and forth now with Sly Stallone. More interesting than And he's a anything- great guy.
3: He loves the Eagles. He loves Philly, and he's a great guy. And, uh, and uh, you know, he's totally into the comparison, you know. And Hembo put me up on the statue. Yeah, he mm-hmm. loved that. Remember that we, he, he yes. emailed me during the summer? About uh-huh. Yeah, he loves, he loves the show. He watches the show all the time, the Get Up Show. So he loves it.
2: Unbelievable, unbelievable. By the way, let's go back to Hertz for a second. There is something to be said about the person that just shows up, the reliable person that's going to be there and find ways of winning. Do we think that description that you gave of Jalen Hurts is enough to win a Super Bowl, or do they have to counter that at some point, and he has to be spectacular? Well,
3: quarterback is the most dependent position in all of professional sports. I learned that from Ron Jaworski. I'm the host of the matchup show now for almost 22 years. And you have to have people around you who are going to be doing their jobs. We saw it last night, Evan. You know, the wide receivers did not do their jobs. They had six drops. Patrick Mahomes played well enough to win. Devontae Smith catches the football for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts needs – they needed to block McDuffie off the edge. They needed to figure out a way to protect him. He had five sacks in the first half. The second half – they protected him. He ran the football well. They had a good plan in the second half. The quarterback is the most dependent position in all of professional sports. So he, Now, having said that, he can win a Super Bowl with his talent and his grit and his ability to be resilient in the toughest moments.
2: If the Eagles are Creed, what's their Drago?
3: <laughs> that is a good one. Man, oh, man. You know what? It could be the underdog, Brock Purdy.
2: That he's the one that – I mean, he didn't play the full game last year. Yep. Hemo just literally said and did another slip-in comment that basically the Eagles are the fourth-best team in the league when everybody's at their best. If you're playing there – we're ranking the A games, I think right. the Eagles are fourth.
0: It
3: could be Tua because Tua replaced them in, the, in, in Alabama. But, you know, then that means they're playing in the Super Bowl. Right. But, listen, the road is going to come through – Philadelphia to get the Super Bowl. I mean, I heard Greeny this morning on Get Up saying the Lions are going to have the number one seed. That was a cute little hot take, and I love Greeny. I love being on the show. I didn't say that on the show because I don't want to get thrown you off just the say panel. that
2: On his show, while I was on on Sportsman, like now without him here, good move, good move. <laughs> right now, well numbers
0: say that the Eagles have a sixty-five percent chance to get the one seed. After that, it's obviously San Francisco, and then it's Detroit. The road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Philly. But the
2: Detroit angle is based on schedule. It's not based on saying that they're better than Philly. And I
0: think we overdo that, Style. I think we overdo here's how hard or how easy your remaining schedule is. And we don't often uh, enough just look at
3: what are these teams? Hembo, I like the Detroit team, I like Jared Goff. You know, if he can plant his foot in the ground and have defined throws against a zone defense, he's good, Mm -hmm. okay? But if you're going to get after him the way I think the Eagles off defensive line can, Evan, and play like they did last night, and you don't have to dedicate a spy to Jared Goff like you do Patrick Mahomes because Goff is not going to run for the first down. Now you can play a flooded zone behind it. I think in the end the Eagles have the defense to beat them.
2: It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny, of course, joined by Sal Palantonio. You can hear me normally, 6A to 10A Eastern Time on Sportsmanlike with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Sal, do you think drops are contagious?
3: No, I don't. I don't. I think drops come down to a player's technique and coaching. I think, in the end, drops can be fixed. I've seen players who've had drops. Jamar Chase had some problems with some drops. They got on him with some coaching, whatever it is. Ravens had drops against the Steelers. They came back the next week. They did a lot of coaching. They coached them up. You know, technique matters in professional football. Why? Because there's open. And, Evan, there's NFL open. Right. Right? And you're going to be contested on most throws. Like last night, that last pass that Patrick Mahomes the second throws – to the wide receiver on, you know, 4th and 23, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. I forget the wide receiver's name off the top of my head. No, it was a tight end.
2: Justin Watson. Justin Mm -hmm. Watson,
3: right. So that was a contested throw. You see Slay hit him in the back with his shoulder. You see Slay wrap him up. Then there's the uncontested, the throw down the field to MVS, where that's a very catchable ball. It's supposed to catch in the National Football League. It comes down to technique. I don't think they're contagious. I think it can be coached out of them.
2: I have a crazy theory about the Chiefs. I want to know what you guys think about this. It is the ultimate respect to the organization without a straight line that could be drawn, so Hembo's going to hate it automatically. Mm. Great franchises figure out ways of adding when nobody else sees the ad. I think the Chiefs are going to end up with another wide receiver. Somebody's going to get cut. They're going to talk someone out of retirement like the Eagles did with Julio Jones, right? Where, and now, by the way, it even is more important to have a big receiver with That's Dallas why the Goddard Eagles
3: there. got Julio Jones, so that the Kansas City wouldn't get him. Right. I,
2: I have a <laughs> oh, feeling. No, no, no. Uh, not a theory. No, I like it. Not no, a theory. a theory. <laughs> yours is a report. You email with Sly Stallone. <laughs> I text with he Hembo. <laughs> right. even just says random things. Right. So I feel like Kansas City will find a way to add someone else. There's no way they're going into the playoffs with this group as a wide receiver core.
0: So I'm not so sure, Sal, because... They had the opportunity before the trade deadline to do something because we had plenty of evidence at that time that says these receivers aren't good enough. Does
3: Andy Reid value wide
0: receivers? Sal, he never has, and you know that as well as I do. I I have been watching the Eagles for 25 years. In 2002 and in 2003, I thought the Eagles had the best team in the NFC. And the reason they didn't go to the Super Bowl in each of those seasons was because they didn't have a number one receiver. Those years, it was Todd Pinkston and James... Thrash. Right now, the Chiefs would die to have Todd Pinkson or James Thrash. You can't go to the Super Bowl in 2023 if your number one receiver is Rashie Rice, unless Patrick Mahomes has an all-time great season, and that's such a tough needle to thread.
2: The counter to that, because this is what's my theme all morning on Unsportsman, and Chris Canty had a great spin. He said, "So we think their defense is good, right? We think their specials are good. We saw Kadarius Tony last mm-hmm. night have good returns, and then obviously Butker had great kicks." Um, and we think that the running game is really good. So what's stopping Kansas City right now is Patrick Mahomes in the passing game. <laughs> if that's your main knock, you probably feel pretty good today if you're a Chiefs fan. As odd as that sounds. That's the glass half full approach. Do you buy into that? Right.
3: They lost a week 12 football game. A week 11 football game, right? So we're into week 12 now. So they lost a week 11 football game because of drops and because the Eagles made adjustments and made plays in the second half. They didn't lose the Super Bowl. They lost a week 12-11 football game. So that's what they have to do. They have to adjust and figure out a way, all right, this is what we have. One, what's the first thing they have to do? you got to coach these guys up. This is why Patrick Mahomes said what he said after the game, Evan. You know, he gave a little love to his wide receivers and say, you know, maybe I overthrew him a little bit. you got to coach him up. you got to figure it out. The Ravens lost to the Steelers because it drops. Then they come back. And they boat race people because they're catching the football. So it can be fixed because you do have Steve Spagnolo. You do have drones. You do have Patrick Mahomes II. You do have Travis Kelsey. That's enough for you to win the AFC and get to the Super Bowl.
2: All right, let's finish with this because, of course, I can't get the Sly Stallone thing out of my head. Um, there are times where you have friends in life where you can email them about a certain subject, but you never go to that next step. Would you email Sly Stallone if you were going to L.A. and say, hey, you want to grab lunch?
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: Wow. Uh, Sal deserves a round of applause. That is, that is tremendous. In the, late, in the
3: I'm going <laughs> to do better than that. I'm going to invite him to Las Vegas when the Eagles are in the Super Bowl take him out to dinner.
2: <laughs> Another round of applause for Sal Pal. Unbelievable. You will see him on the matchup show, of course, all over ESPN, Get Up, etc. Sal Pal, awesome job as always.
3: Great questions. Love the conversation. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, Evan. You, you too. And to you and your beautiful family, Hembo. You're a good man.
2: And we will have uh, Thanksgiving with Sly Stallone. <laughs> the Stallones and the Palantonio sharing sharing uh, Thanksgiving. Love Coming up, why neither person on this show actually thinks the best team in the NFL played last night. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app.
4: Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's
1: Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. Greenie, the podcast. It is
2: Greenie here on ESPN Radio, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and of course, it is Christmas season. And that means you need to get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. See, here's what people don't know. They think if they get the fake Christmas tree, everything's good. Oh, I'll have it forever. I'm going to pay a ton of money, but I'll have it forever. Here's the problem with that. American farmers, Christmas tree farmers are losing jobs as a result of that. When you buy the real Christmas tree, you actually are keeping jobs alive. The farmers that are planting those trees and obviously growing those trees for every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved. And so are American farmers jobs. So if you care about the farmers, if you care about their jobs, Make sure you go and get that real Christmas tree, that smell, that touch, that feel around Christmas time with your family. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. My buddies Cubby and Larry run the company, and they are doing things to absolutely make sure that people are keeping their jobs, and real Christmas trees are sold this holiday season. You can find them at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com, that's GetRealKeepItReal.com. Hemball, we already learned something that I don't know if we're going to be able to top during the remaining part of this show, an hour and a half, basically, that Sal Powell and um, Sly Stallone are BFFs. they boys. They're boys. Like who,
0: and he just threw it in. A like slip-in. The tail end of a sentence talking about like, the Eagles'
2: defense. Like, they needed to lead the hour. <laughs> the Eagles, like, literally, it's Chris Jones had two sacks. When I was talking to Sly Stallone about it, I'm like, so I, just full transparency, because normally you hear me 6 eight to 10A Eastern with Chris Canty Michelle Smallman on Unsportsmanlike. We go to our break. I say to Cam and Bubba and Hembo, did you guys know that, or was that just me that was stunned by it? And all of you were like, no, we had no idea that was a thing. Stunned by it. Stunned.
0: Uh, Sal invited me to his, he was inv- inducted into a local Hall of Fame in Philadelphia, about a month ago, and I've had the chance to get to know him a good bit over the years here at ESPN. I had no idea that he and Sylvester Stallone were best friends. I feel like if this was something, I feel like if this was as big a deal as he made it, I definitely should have known about it right. by now. Because like he's he's like the number one contact in anyone's phone that you wouldn't share that, or that you'd call if you you know you, you know get a prank drunk call or, you know your friend or something. So this is something that I should have known, and for that, I apologize.
2: Okay, yeah, thank you. I apology accepted.
0: Mm-hmm. And
5: Sly Stallone was not at the Hall of Fame event, Hembo? He was not. <laughs> Disappointing. I don't know if he was not invited. His BFF. Or if he didn't fly from California for it. Yeah, no, Hembo
2: actually got the invite because Sly Stallone said no. He
0: was supposed to be my plus one. <laughs> yeah. And when he learned that I was his plus one, he elected not to come.
2: All right, so last night, as uh, Sal and uh, Sly Stallone are emailing, we're coming up with takes around the uh, Eagles and the Chiefs game. And this is interesting because we didn't know the other one felt this way, but you just slipped something in previously that you think when everyone is playing their best, that Philadelphia at best may be a fourth best team in the league, correct?
0: That's what I think. If everyone in the NFL played their A game and we just stack them up one through 32, I think I've seen San Francisco play better. I've seen Baltimore play better. And I've seen Miami play better. I don't think that's even all that
2: controversial. Do you see it differently? No. Well, so when I was watching this game last night and I finished watching the game and I sit back and I'm looking at what happened and I look at Philadelphia, they were fine, right? And the biggest thing that I would give them would be the credit of sticking around and finding a way to win, right? It wasn't the greatest game I've ever seen played, but I give Philadelphia tons of credit for just finding a way because great teams do that. I look at Kansas City and I say, well, their defense is really good. Their specials are good. And their running game was great last night, but this weird thing with the drops... And I literally had the moment, which now I will convey verbally, which is I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Last night helped me determine that the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. If you tell me that Trent Williams is healthy, they're starting left tackle, the best non-quarterback in the NFL, you heard me say that, more than Miles Garrett, more than than Michael Parsons, I would take Trent Williams to start a team over any other non-quarterback in the NFL. That's how important I think he is that if that team is fully healthy, they're winning the Super Bowl this Hmm. year?
0: I disagree, obviously, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I think it is very likely that the Eagles will be the one seed. And Brock Purdy, in a 25-degree game at Lincoln Financial Field against that pass rush in that environment, is someone that I still don't trust, even if he doesn't get knocked out of the game like he did last year. Secondly, the Eagles have a deeper and better roster, one that's less prone to attrition and atrophy than the 49ers is if the 49ers are as close to healthy as possible, I mean, they just lost their All-Pro safety last week, but if they're as close to healthy as possible, I think that you're right. The problem is, how often does a team actually play their A game? especially against a team as good as the Eagles or as good as the Cowboys or as good as the Dolphins But don't we have to play
2: that out? Because what you're saying is correct. That San Francisco has shown that when they're not fully 100% healthy, they're not near the the team that they are right now. Mm -hmm. Where maybe Philly and Kansas City could look at it and say, well, if we're missing this guy and missing that guy, we have a better chance to be closer to our A game than San Francisco does. But the whole point of the argument, the whole thing that you said that jumped out off the page at me was that you basically watched this game last night. The single best win that any team has had this year, because when you win at Kansas City, and you're that good that is a better win than anything else mm-hmm. you say that team in Philadelphia from your hometown the team that you have rooted for your entire life is when everybody's at their best which is how you have to play this out in my mind yeah. they're fourth best they're the fourth best team I'm looking at a stat right now that we well, call, we know that. You don't have to ever preface anything you say about you looking at a stat. So, Just preface if you're not looking at stats. Please. Okay. Uh, there will never be such a preface.
0: There's a stat that we run called uh, total efficiency. In short, it's scaled 0 to 100, and it blends how good your offense, defense, and special teams are in a given game, in a given season, whatever. The 49ers have three games that they've played this year better than any one game that the Eagles have played. The best game the Eagles have played this season, by that metric, uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ranks 37th in the NFL. Which means the Eagles, the one-loss Eagles, have not yet played a game that ranks in the top 35 of best-played games in the NFL this season. But in my opinion, that's not a bug. That's a feature. How good you are when you play your C game is way more important than how good you are when you play your A game. How good is your good doesn't really matter. How good is your bad matters a lot more. Because football is a game where bad stuff, crazy stuff, ridiculous stuff often happens. We know football is a game in which a lot of your people are going to get injured over the course of time, and no team can get up off the mat better than the Philadelphia Eagles have. They're battle tested, and I'm confident that even if they don't play their best, they're still going to the Super Bowl. Eight
2: eight eight say ESPN. Eight at eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six. That is your telephone number to get in on the Dr Pepper call-in line here on Greeny, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny. Somehow, someway, the Eagles won on the road to Kansas City, and we are downgrading them today. Let me just give you some st- more stats, and then I'll finally you Yeah, because I want people to in weigh in on this. Right now, mm-hmm. if you had to pick one team that you're going to be- go on ESPN bet and bet your life savings on to go to the Super Bowl, most, I think, would say Philadelphia after last night. Some may say Kansas City because their only thing they're missing is Patrick Mahomes passing game getting going, which always gets going. And yet you and I are saying other, like I'm saying San Francisco and you're saying San Francisco. No, I'm saying Philly. You're still saying Philly. Absolutely. Okay. But you're still kind of downgrading them a little bit. I'm not downgrading anything. What what I'm saying is if we're going to
0: take everyone's median game, the Eagles are the best team. If the 49ers play their best though, they're going to go. I also think that, for as good as Brock Purdy is, and for as efficient as he has been, it's just a whole different atmosphere. 49ers fans have been on me from the NFC Championship game last year saying that the whole thing would have been different had he not gotten hurt. And yes, the game would have been competitive. They weren't beating Philly in that game. And honestly, the fact that Brock Purdy did get hurt is something that I resent now, because I've had to listen to that nonsense for the last year. The the, the, the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl, regardless of whether or not Brock Purdy got hurt or not in that game. He's better than he was a year ago, but he's still not close to
2: Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but he doesn't have to do the same things that Jalen Hurts has to do. In that game, he might, though. Right, but uh, I don't know about that. I think he is the best point guard in the league. I think that Jalen Hurts at times can play point guard and shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes can play point guard and shooting guard. But when, and the reason I do the basketball comparison is the point guard in the old school sense of that position by definition is give it to the shooters. There's nobody better at giving it to the shooters right now than Brock Purdy. Mm. The problem with Brock Purdy is when he has to shoot. Yeah. And when he has to make plays in a way that you're not comfortable with him making those plays. There's another side of this, obviously. The cheap side is the other side. It is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance uh, for motorcycles, boats, and RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE Progressive.com. Dan Graziano, NFL insider, was on Get Up with Greeny today, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN, and had this to say about Mahomes and Kelsey.
4: You still have Mahomes. You're still good enough to operate this offense at a high enough level to win the Super Bowl. But they make mistakes on offense. We didn't even talk about penalties. We talk about red zone turnovers, critical. If Travis Kelsey is not playing great, and Patrick Mahomes is not playing great, and Mahomes was great last night other than the interception, then they're not going to be able to overcome those mistakes. There's just too many
1: of them in a given game.
2: So what's interesting here is now I'm going to look at this, and I'm going to say we are having the conversation that we had for probably the last decade of Tom Brady's career. Decade about the Chiefs' mortality. Decade of Tom Brady's career, we talked about, is this it? I think we are getting to the place with Kelsey where people are going to ask that question for a myriad of reasons, and we know one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Travis Kelsey is no longer Travis Kelsey. I think the prime expired at the end of last season. He's played nine games this year. We know he started the year banged up, and maybe he still is. He's got four 20-yard catches. That's how we define an explosive pass play. He's got four in nine games. Only 6% of his catches. That rate was triple last year. The most explosive element of the Chiefs' offense last year was their tight end, and he's not explosive anymore. The Chiefs' longest pass play yesterday gained 17 yards. I don't care how good the line is and how good Patrick Mahomes is. He's not a magician. He's not a wizard.
2: He kind of is a magician and a wizard. He's
0: as close as you can get to that. But if, if not only are your receivers going to drop the ball, but on your completions, if you're not able to create any kind of explosives, everything's going to be like, you're going to become a pulling teeth offense. I just don't see a way in which you're going to steamroll through the AFC playoff picture if they can't find some kind of way to scheme up some big plays downfield.
2: So basically what you're saying, and the Chiefs probably will have to get here at some point, like the Pats did with Gronk, that the Travis Kelsey story from an on-field perspective has to start with the word end. What I mean by that is when you list off all the great things that the Chiefs would have on offense, you then get to a point of, and they still have Travis Kelsey. That's where you probably need to get to. Like New England, if you look at the the run they had when they beat the Chiefs on the road at the AFC Championship game in overtime years ago, and they won 13-3 in the Super Bowl over um, the Rams. What Gronk did on that run was unbelievable, Mm -hmm. but if you look at his stats, it doesn't show. He was phenomenal from a blocking perspective. So it was their running game was good. Brady was amazing distributing the football, and they still have Gronk. And I think that's what they're missing right now is you're worried about big plays, and I get that Kelsey's had big plays. He he is also a tight end. The big play, in theory, should come from the wide receiver first, which they no longer have. Uh, let's get some calls in on this with the game last night, obviously. Monday night football, huge game. You saw it on ESPN. You saw the Manny Cast on ESPN too. Eight eight say ESPN. eight eighty eight seven two nine three seven seven. Six along with Hembo, Evan Cohen in for Greeny. Uh Salim in Jersey is on ESPN radio. What's up, Salim?
4: Yeah, I want y'all to stop disrespecting my 49ers,
2: okay? I just picked first them first... to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I literally just said they are going to wait. win the Super Bowl. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about
3: you specifically, but I'm talking about like the, the... Like, yo, everybody is picking us, like, since we had that little three-game losing streak, now it's, we, we were the best football, in, I mean, the best team in football b- before that. But now we're going this little three-game losing streak, and everybody's looking at, oh, the holes here, this, that, blah, blah. No, the Niners have no holes, Just, like,
2: realistically. And Trent Williams might be the best left tackle that any of us have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm pretty wait, sure, wait, wait, wait. literally, you are regurgitating everything that I have said. And to give Hembo credit, even though he still would take Philadelphia, and thanks for the call over them, he also just said the Niners have three of the top thirty-something games that have been played in the NFL this year, and Philly doesn't have any. I mean, you can't look at the Niners when they're healthy and not think that they're a dominant football team. Yeah, and, I don't
0: see any. I don't see any disrespect. No. coming their way at all. In fact, I think people give Kyle Shanahan's team the benefit of the doubt, more often than not. And I think people look back on the NFC title game last year and say it would have been a coin flip game if Brock Purdy had not gotten hurt. I disagree with that, but I don't think there's any disrespect going their way.
5: Cam, you in on this? Yeah, I have a theory that Salim has not been able to call into sports talk radio for the last two weeks, and he really wanted to after the 49ers lost three games in a row. And now that they've won two in a row, he's still trying to play like they're disrespected (laughs) or anything. When everyone thinks they're good now, I don't know what he's talking about. That's a fascinating theory.
2: He's been on hold for
5: three weeks and he finally got through finally i got through to them <laughs> wow. you guys keep disrespecting my 49ers since they've lost three games in a, in a row actually salim they've won two in a row <laughs> chris
2: in richmond virginia joins us on greenie here on espn radio what's up chris hey guys how you doing
4: what's up chris hey i just wanted to point out i know you know everybody's discredited in the chiefs right now and he was you know deserved that win but really you know we down in kansas city that was probably a half step from catching that ball in the end zone and with two minutes left on the clock. I mean, that was Kansas City's game to lose. And as far as, you know, Travis Kelsey, he's even though he's not explosive, like everybody's still saying, he's still going to eclipse 1,000 receiving yards for his seventh straight year. So, um, you know, I still think Kansas City will march through the AFC with no Burrow, no Watson. You know, the, the Browns' defense is good, but are you going to trust their quarterback come playoff time? So, I, you know, I think Kansas City's still – the team to beat. That's just my opinion, you know. Crazy Eagles, yeah. though they look good, but
2: I, I think you're on. I think you are on to something. I have made the point many of times that I think that basically the Chiefs have have just become what the Pats were for the last twenty years, right? And we write them off constantly. We say this is not working anymore, that's not working anymore, et cetera, et cetera, and that they always just find a way there. Nobody's going to sit here and be surprised if we see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Nor is anyone going to be surprised if we see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year. No, of course not.
0: The bubble. Might burst at some time. It might not be this season. But Bubba, tell me I'm not crazy. When you watch Travis Kelsey play right now, do you see the same kind of explosive Hall of Fame tight end that we've
2: seen for the last decade?
1: Well, when Taylor Swift is there, yes. Um, (laughs) When she's not there,
5: no.
2: So I'm glad you did that, Bubba. Are we going to get to a point where she's going to get blamed? Because it, it would be ridiculous. But, I mean, let's be real. Are we getting to that point at I don't point? think
0: we're getting to a point where she'll get blamed. But I, I can imagine, and I bet you, I don't know if we have any boots on the ground in Kansas City this morning. I guarantee you there are Chiefs fans that are upset that he spent the bye week in Argentina. I guarantee you there are Chiefs fans that, that are upset that he's at every baseball game and every basketball game and every sporting event on camera, even though I don't have any problem with it. That's the world in which we live. He's dating the most famous woman, at least in America. And I think it's a natural byproduct of it. Do I think that there's any correlation between him being those places and him not, him, him, you know, him not playing well or the team losing? Of course not. But I think, the fan, I think there's a subset of the fan base that definitely might.
2: What a hot take you just had. Most famous woman in America? You don't think she's the most famous person in the world right now? I just hadn't, I hadn't gone there with my thought exercise. Well, that's all. start working out. What do you think? Is she the most famous woman in the world?
0: I mean, is she more famous than Angela Merkel? Who? The German Chancellor? Like the most powerful woman in the world?
5: I'm not gonna lie, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't even know who. Well, I mean, this not is, that that's a barometer. Yeah, because me I too. I don't know anything. I'm but, with
2: Cam. I know yeah. nothing.
0: I mean, I have to tell you guys about like the military commanders of yesteryear, about other world leaders. I mean, we need to become a more well-rounded
2: show. Your comp was Angela. Mer- I'm not on this show, so don't blame me. <laughs> Angela Merkel. <laughs> that's your comp. Bubba, do you know who Angela
1: Merkel is? <laughs> I mean, oh, mainly because he's brought her up six times before in the past.
0: I've never mentioned Angela Merkel's name once on this show—not one time. But that's your go-to. That if
2: it's not Taylor Swift, it's Angela Merkel. Is she more famous She's than Oprah? Second. Angela Merkel is not more famous than Oprah.
0: Oh, is Taylor Swift more
2: famous than Oprah? That's a good question. I think
0: yes. I think so. Yeah. Is she more famous than Joan of Arc?
5: I think we're talking about current, but yes. No, of course he has to go historically. We're just just doing actives? uh,
2: (laughs) Active players? (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Just doing active. Coming up, one team made a move that they hadn't made since they had a different name. That's when Hembo actually cared about the team. Then, when they had a different name. We'll get to that next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: Greenie, the podcast.
2: It's the new Rocky starring Sylvester Stallone and Sal Palantonio. Mm, 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 mm. It is Greenie here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888 ESPN along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, with you in for Greeny today. Why did we just make that reference? Well, yes, Sal Palantonio, the revelation of the day, revealed to us today that he and Sly Stallone email buddies. Nonchalantly just mentions it. Slip in mention after the Eagles win last night against the Chiefs. Huge game, Sal Pal and Sly Stallone. Who's
0: the most emailing famous or well-known person in your phone?
2: Greeny. <laughs> Greeny. Really? I don't know I mean Greeny's up there Seems like a good answer I guess if you're Doing this show But is that really The best you can do I would have to go Through my phone But who's the most Famous person in your phone Probably you Or the other Evan Cohen Potentially (laughs) Me How can I Wait a minute If my answer is Greeny, yeah. how could your answer then be me? I mean, you're infinitely more famous than Greeny. Do you are, not have Greeny's number? There are two of you.
0: Right. Uh, I, I have Greeny's number. You I don't re-
2: think there's multiple Mike Greenbergs? I recently
0: obtained it. It's a common name. There's but- a
2: guy in the Steelers, in the Buck's front office named Mike Greenberg. He
0: mm-hmm. keeps getting promoted and keeps getting tagged in Greeny tweets, apparently.
2: Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, huge move today in the NFL. The move that many people in Pittsburgh and Steelers fans have been dying for for a while now Unfortunately for the person that is Matt Canada, the coach gets fired today. Mike Tomlin fires Matt Canada, their offensive uh, coordinator. This is the first time. Now, here's where Hembo perks up here. From ESPN.com, Canada's firing marks the first time the Steelers have made a head coach or coordinator change midseason since 1941, according to ESPN stats and information. That season, the Steelers had three coaches. Do you know any of them, Hembo? Um. I know that one of them was named Burt Bell. Bert
3: True. Bell,
0: Bert, well, this is, by the way, this is my note um, that you're reading. So uh, I know it because I looked it up for Adam Schefter this morning. But Burt Bell was the half-owner of the team, started 0-2, and fired himself.
2: you got to give Burt Bell credit. Not enough people give Burt Bell credit Not for enough. firing himself. Not enough people are saying you don't, that. You don't hear people and, and talking about also
0: that. Hi- they hired um, a gentleman whose name evades me at the moment, but he was also the head coach at Duquesne, the head football coach at Duquesne. And so the weekends in which there were conflicts, he actually couldn't coach the team. Stop it. Not kidding. I'll pull it up right now. I'll pull it
5: up right now. A head coach in the NFL had a conflict. I'm wasn't wasn't Burt Bell the OG commissioner?
0: Uh, he was, yeah. He was one of the uh, legends. So here's, here's what I'll read from you. This is from Wikipedia, so there's a 90% chance that it's wrong. Uh, Burt Bell became half-owner of the Steelers. He named himself the head coach. After starting the 1941 season 0-2, although Buff Donnelly was brought in, but Donnelly was acting concurrently as head coach at Duquesne, <laughs> And when the team schedules prevented him from filling both roles, he stepped down as the Steelers uh, head coach in favor of a gentleman named Walt Kiesling. Their leading rusher that season was a, nam- a, na- a man by the name of Dick Riffle. So that's all you need to know, or at least that's some of what you need to know
2: about the so, 1941 So, like, theoretically, Steelers. in this scenario, Nick Saban could be the coach of Alabama and, like, the Chargers. Well, I mean... But probably, if they had a
0: game the same day and the travel a, wasn't no, good... No, 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 It would need to be a team that shares... Same city? ...shares the same stadium, or the same city at least, Right. That's what it would need Okay, to be. is there
2: Now, this is fascinating. This is where my brain goes. Is there a college pro scenario that you would say the pro team would also want the college coach if they had to split their duties? Would the Chargers want Lincoln Riley, but he also coaches USC? Uh, maybe a year or two ago, but Lincoln Riley's not so hot right now. No, okay, I know that, but it would have to be the college coach because, of course, most colleges would want the pro coach. What's the closest...
0: FBS school to New England. Would it be BC? Or, yeah, or?
2: BC would take Belichick Probably I'm sure. No, but it has to be the other way. That's the point. Because they're saying that they oh, hired do. a new I'm cane sorry. coach. So, of pull, course, the college coach would want that. My mistake. So, we're, yeah. pulling
0: the, we're pulling the college coach.
2: Right. Hmm. So you would have to say that an NFL team would say, "Sure, we'll take the Burt Bell approach." Or no, sorry, the Aldo Danelli approach. So like Ryan Day coaching the
0: Browns to the Bengals is more the better is the better comp. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or or Jim Harbaugh coaching the
2: Lions.
5: It'd which, be like Angela Merkel being both the <laughs> chancellor of Germany and France
2: <laughs> and the number one singer in the world, right? She's extremely famous. Who? Angela Merkel, the oh former my chancellor God. of Germany. So When we look at this move that was made today Mm. by the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's stunning not because it's not warranted, just because this as an organization is not what they do.
0: It's the most able organization, maybe, in all of professional sports. To have gone 80 years without ever firing a coach or coordinator midseason is completely unheard of because there are many franchises that do it like every other year. There are franchises, the Bills just did it with the number three offense in the whole league. So this is obviously unprecedented, and it's been coming from pressure has been coming from the fan base for I would say at least a year, if not more than that. Now this has been one of the most underachieving offenses in the whole league the last three years. Matt Canada coached them 36 games, and they never once gained 400 <laughs> yards. Uh, Kenny Pickett's QBR has regressed by 18 percent year over year. His his young quarterback is getting worse. At this point, there was just nothing for him to hang his hat on. I think Mike Talman felt like he just had to do something.
2: Well, and now the question becomes whether or not Kenny Pickett was Matt Canada's fault Mm -hmm. or Kenny Pickett is Kenny Pickett's fault. What do you think? I think a guy, this is so unfortunate, but here's the reality. I think a guy who gets to his year 24 of age in college without getting noticed prior normally doesn't become an NFL or NBA player. Mm. Normally, we find greatness long before they get the age in which they should be great, right? We look at guys, we take a risk. Now, I would also say that he, like Zach Wilson in New York with the Jets, should not have been playing as early as he was. And I understand that they did start Mitchell Trubisky at first, but I also don't know that he was ready. But how often do you see a player in sports get to age 24 and that's when we start noticing them.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting... If they're American. it's an interesting thought exercise. No, no, I'm not
2: joking. Ju- I'm no, saying I get if it. we like, didn't see them in college or whatever.
0: I get it, totally. I, I think it's a, it's a really good thought exercise. But I would push back on the he wasn't ready or, or he shouldn't have been ready because he was a four-year starter in college. I mean, the, theoretically, like, the point of Kenny Pickett was that he could be a plug-and-play because they never built an off rant for Ben Roethlisberger. Like, I think he's actually quite bad. I don't think that Kenny Pickett's a player. He's thrown two touchdowns once. In, in his entire NFL career, he's thrown fewer touchdowns through 22 starts, which is as many as he's had, than any quarterback in the last 20 years. Like, think about all the busts that have come along in the last 20 years. He's thrown fewer than any of them. Now,
2: part of that is Matt Canada, certainly. But I also think it can be true that Kenny Pickett just isn't any good either. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen with you in for Greeny. What's amazing is that when you look at two of the most storied franchises in this sport, New England and Pittsburgh, they both have first-round picks at the quarterback position. They both, upon drafting them, were widely celebrated for drafting them. It was a let's wait, see who falls to us. Wow, look who fell to us. And now looking back on it, it almost is one of those maybe don't take the guy who falls to you. Now, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay would have something to say about that, obviously. But the reality is, New England and Pittsburgh are in the same position. Elite-level coaches, now one team's way better than the other one right now, but elite-level all-time coaches with quarterbacks they thought were going to be the next great quarterbacks, and neither one of them you look at and say is going to be the great quarterback. Right now,
0: right this second, if you had to bet an amount of money that mattered to you, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, either neither, either both get a second contract with the team that drafted them. Neither. Neither.
2: With the team that drafted them, mm-hmm. there is zero chance Mac Jones does. Zero. And Kenny Pickett will be given more of an opportunity here coming up, mm-hmm. I think. But they're not giving him a second contract. There's nothing based on what we've seen, right? I mean, last year he was at least, he
0: was at least risk-averse. But that's about all you can say about him.
2: Coming up, you will hear from two of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history in our next hour, neither Mac nor Kenny Pickett, by the way. Uh, you will hear from both of them coming up. You're not going to want to miss this, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio